Hi, this is Alvin, and welcome to the Kickstart Commerce Podcast, where we share search marketing and domain investing strategies to help grow your business. In today's episode, our guest is Ellie Ewika, a longtime domain investor, influencer, and speaker, as well as the author of the recently published Accidental Domain Investor. Today, Ellie and I discuss why and how he sold domains for a period of time to support religious ministry initiatives that launched 200 plus nonprofits. Next, we briefly chat about how he stumbled into domain investing, having sold faithcenter.org using some very unorthodox methods and tools for that time period, unlike the innovative tools he uses today. Then, Ellie discusses types of domains he invests in, including specific non.com extensions he's discovered profitable domain sales success. We also highlight how originating from Nigeria gives Ellie an edge in buying and selling domains and led him to write The Accidental Domain Investor for Novice and Newcomers to the Domain Industry. Oh yeah, and last but not least, we also played a live hand-reg game of good or bad domains and discussed why. So with that, Ellie, welcome and thank you for making time to join us today. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Indeed, it has been a while and I've been looking forward to this interview. And so to kick things off, Ellie, why don't you share briefly at a high level with our listeners a bit about yourself, who you are, your personal and professional background? Absolutely. So I've been involved with uh, domain investing for about 24 years. Uh, Before domain, uh, in my previous life, I did work as a social worker, have some experience working at call center like most people I uh, have a vast experience in nonprofit sector. Um, I've helped start uh, more than 200 nonprofit organizations in the United States. Uh, again, that's my previous life. And I'm involved with helping people start businesses in, in Nigeria, which is where I'm originally from. Um, so today in the United States, so I'm involved in domain. I write books, which I love to do or love to write and also inspirational speakers. So thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited to be here today. Yeah, definitely, man. I'm I'm excited because uh, once, obviously, it's been a while since you and I actually had a chance to even catch up at a personal level. Um, obviously, with COVID and everything that's happened, uh, you know, prior to that and then even afterwards. And so I'm I'm just fortunate that you are willing um, and ready and able to share your journey. Obviously, every domain investor that we come across, everybody has a different story, a different experience, a different journey. And so I'm looking forward uh, to being able to share your journey with our listeners. And so you kicked off there by saying that you've been involved in the domain industry for 24 years. And I'm like, 20 Four years. I'm like, man. <laughs> like about, you, about 24 years. They're about yeah, but yeah. but even that though, like I mean, if you think it like if we're looking at Twitter today, there are people who have come into the industry within the last you know year, two years. Some some people ended up in the industry because of COVID, right? Uh because everything right. got pushed online, but you actually, your journey started well before COVID. Anybody knew what COVID was, could happen, or any of that stuff. So kind of give or share a little bit about your early days of like, how. I mean, how did you get involved in terms of knowing that there was a market for buying and selling domains? Actually, and thank you, that's such a good question. So before I even knew that domain existed, so uh, pretty much my uh, coming to the industry was by accident, which is why the book is called 
accidental domain investor. Ah. Uh, so back, <laughs> so so back in 1999 or thereabout. So I was, you know, involved in the ministry, a uh, faith-based uh, organization. So, mm-hmm. so I started uh, an organization called Faith Center. And so, and so I went to buy a domain name, uh, faithcenter.org, for the ministry or for the faith-based organization. So that's where I started. So this is when uh, you have to buy a domain for two years for $70. So I bought a domain name through a <laughs> network solution <laughs> for two years. And so that's how I started. So, so the ministry was going very well. Uh, so if you're involved with nonprofit, it's really hard to raise money to support what you do. Right. Uh, especially if you're into counseling and prayer or just trying to give back to people. So it's really hard. So when it, when the time came up to renew the domain name or close enough, I didn't have the money. So I was willing to even give away the domain name. And so my wife said, hey, why don't you try see if someone else might be interested in taking over for a donation, for a talking of appreciation. I said, okay. So I went online, back, back into this, I went on internet and searched every organization that, that is called Faith Center all around the United States. Took me you days. probably found a trove of them. I did. And I compiled <laughs> it together and then I developed cold feet. I was just afraid to even call any of these people. So I dropped a letter. Yes, I did. I dropped a letter and put them on the table for under one week. I didn't even touch them. Then eventually my wife said, did you ever call those people? And I said, well, you know, I just. So finally, I had the courage enough to send this letter out. So for every letter, I'll call them. For every letter, I'll call the number and leave a voice message. And then this is way back in the days, then also send emails as well. So every response that I received back was, well, thank you so much for letting us know that faithcenter.org is available, but we are not interested, but, but we'll be praying for you. <laughs> we wish you well. <laughs> and that was email, uh, that was a letter after letters and calls after call. But out of the blue, out of the blue, I got an email from a, a church in Oregon called uh, Eugene Faith Center. Hmm. And they said, yeah, we might be interested. Of course, you can tell I'm all excited. And so I responded back to their email and they respond back and we talked about the price, how much you're gonna pay for it, which was all exciting. And I think it was more than $2,000, you know, by oh, then. Wow. So yes, yeah, so they agreed. And they said, okay, fine. We say you're checking the mail, checking the mail. So <laughs> they said, so just before they send the check, they developed COVID and said, how do we know if we send you a check? Ah, uh, how and, do they know they'll get that domain, check, right? And yeah, we'll get the domain name. And I said, well, it's against the law in New York to cash a check and without providing services. And I said, but I, have, I said, I have a better idea. How about you send the check? I won't cash it. I will let you have possession of the domain name before I cash a check. They said, sounds great. So they sent a check in the mail and I did not cash a check. So back then, so I simply sent them my username and password right. to them, and they changed, they changed the password, and I can tell right away, and then I deposit the check, and I cash it. You can only imagine how excited I was. <laughs> but even with that, I still didn't know what, was the, what the mail was all about. Can you, can you believe back then, at the time I registered faithcenter.org, 
United.com was still available. So was voice.com. But what do I know? <laughs> I didn't know. So you you make that sell, but the light bulb truly never goes off to go. Maybe I should actually go out here and just start checking on other names, even not even, you know, United or McDonald's or any of the brands, but even keyword, you know, generic phrases like that never crossed your mind, nor, you know, did I guess I'm assuming here going out on a, a limb that you never thought, man, maybe I should actually go and or, uh, uh, order more or register more faith based organizational names, because um, obviously faith based names tend to be common. I mean, you start including uh, phrases like hope, like faith, okay. like center, grace. Um, all of those phrases tend to be common and there are likely churches to the tunes of hundreds, if not thousands around the world that likely share a common name, if not the exact name. So none of that ever just went off in your mind to go, hey, I should probably go corner the market on this. Well, that's excellent question. So initially, no, it did not, uh, because um, what you don't know, you just don't know. Right. Um, because I was more interested in buying the name again to promote the all decision online not to make money. Uh, um, but but yes, under accident. So after I thought that, so I'm all excited, you know, really excited. So I decided to start a new uh, nonprofit this time around called Soft Word, S O F T W O R D, Soft Word, uh-huh. uh, a soft answer turns away right. So so I decided to, you know, start a new, uh, new organization. So at that point, so of course, I went back to a network a network solution and register uh, software.org back then. Now, so I put a board of directors together and I said, okay, we need to raise money to support these new organizations. So of course they all said, we should hire a grant writer to help write a grant. <laughs> so we got our application for money. And I said, well, we don't have the experience yet. So it's like credit card. If you don't have the experience or good uh, credit history, Nobody wants to give you a credit card. I said, so, so I said, so I said, but how about we hand registered domain names and resell them? And so why would the board members just you know, raise our hand and just hit the table and said, what the blink is domain name? So, but luckily enough, one of the board members was like my close friend. So he said to me, um, so Ali, tell me more about this domain stuff that you're talking about. And I said, well, we can register domain name and then we can reach out to other organizations, nonprofit, faith-based churches, and try to market this name to them. Wherever money we raise from that, we can use that to support soft word. And so he said, um, that's not a good, that's a good idea. But of course, he still hesitated because right. he, he had no idea what is a domain name. But that's why I took a leap of faith and I decided to uh, register some few names. And so back in the days, they have this black magazine it's called uh, Black Pages. So, so I subscribed. Yeah, for yeah I remember. Uh, mm-hmm. So I subscribed to their services. So along with that subscription, so I put some domain names in my in uh, in the uh, what do you call it? The the copyright, you know, the copywriting. Yeah, the yeah like your footer. So, uh, yes, the footer. So I put some domain name there, and funny enough. People check out those websites, but I don't like in their mind. Oh, I went to this website, but it's blank. I said, Oh, no, no. That domain name is actually for sale. You would not believe. And that was how I you know, set up meetings with these people and actually sold some domain names. I took a step even farther. 
So, you know, like in every community, you have this free secular. You know, you can people you can pick up from the, uh, the right. grocery stores. Back then, you can advertise in those paper for like 20 bucks or five bucks, even a dollar fifty. So I started using those paper to promote some of those domain name that was that hog. And again, I'll get phone calls, people were interested. So that's how I started making money again to support the ministry. Even then, it never crosses my mind.com or .net. Because again, I didn't know what I didn't know. And so how long did you do that? How many years was it before you actually intersected with there's a domain market, there's dnjournal.com, there's, you know, Rick, Frank, the whole crew. Like, how long was it before you became aware that there was a market? Maybe 16, 17 years ago, because I used to have an account with NamePro or one of those, mm-hmm. one of those uh, blogs. Uh, and I used to write, you know, write on those websites. But then again, I had a great job. Um, I've never heard about, you know, yeah. the, uh, those names are so for $16 million or about. I just never heard right. about them. Because again, you only know what you know. Um, so eventually, one day, I started registering just crap. Like everybody, <laughs> just, you know, ha- happywhatever.com. Life is whatever.com. Whatever comes to mind, it just never crosses my mind. Just registered anything. And of course, I didn't sell. And then eventually, I don't know what I was doing. So I mistakenly registered uh, translator.co. By mistake. And then I sold mm. that through uh, Afternick. That's like, hold on a second. You can make money from this stuff? And then I started wa- uh, watching, of course, Domain Shopper and hey. reading articles and then realized. But even with then, I wasn't still interested. So huh. it was about maybe about 12, 13 years ago. I said, you know what? I should take this really serious. And then I started taking it really serious about domain investing. So I wish I knew what I know now, 24 <laughs> years ago. I'm very wealthy. Exactly. I and I think that, you know, that's something that is resounding amongst uh, all of, uh, you know, many, many domain investors. Obviously, you have a camp that says, hey, you know, you can't really make money with domain names. The The boat has sailed. You had to be there in 1990s to have been able to have picked up these names for pennies on the dollar and sell them for millions. Nobody is making money in this industry. And time and time again, I can't tell you how many people I've interviewed that have come into the industry within the last couple of years, if not months, that they are able to, uh, you know, it's it, it doesn't come without a cost of Sorry. time and money um, and some learned experiences, trial and error, of course. But with what's out there today, there really is no excuse, right, of being able to be able to actually turn a profit in this industry. I mean, uh, even yourself. Now, you said, you know, you got into hand registering domains. So you went out and just started registering any and everything that came to mind. But you really didn't have a plan or a strategy. Right. And so it was just I mean, you, you might as well have been playing a lottery. Uh, <laughs> for what it's worth. And and the, the messed up part about that, I guess, and I don't know if you would agree or not in terms of, I found that when you go out and you're just hand registering and you don't necessarily hand register to your strength or your experience, often is the case, you're just wasting money. Correct. That is correct. That is correct. That is correct. Because As, if, if, go ahead. 
Yeah, well, and then, and then to that, the one thing that I was going to add to that is like, so how did you find like your lane in this domain industry of being able to say this is yeah okay everybody else they might do brandables they may do numerics these may do uh four character domains like how did you settle to find this is my lane and this is where i'm i've seen fruit if you will from uh domain investing like how did you determine what your lane what your strategy was excellent question so i think um the first thing that i did was to I guess, in a sense, be honest with myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say the first phase to recovery is to accept you have a problem. So my first <laughs> point was to, to accept the fact that I've wasted my money, you know, just spending money on, on nothing. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, you may be surprised. And I said to myself, I will not pay $500 or $1,000 for any domain name that I plan to resell. Now, if I plan to use it for myself, sure, I'll pay a thousand, three thousand. But for where I plan to resell, I will not pay hmm. more than thirteen dollars for it. And and then the reason being, I wanted to be flexible so that if I change my mind tomorrow about uh, dropping the price from a thousand dollars to like just a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. I really have nothing to lose. Uh, but if I but if I pay a thousand dollars for a name, then I can't, I can't drop it to a thousand dollars. Then I'm losing money. So I made up my mind that I will only pay twelve ninety nine or ten bucks for a domain name and just sell them. Even if it's for five hundred thousand dollars, I just sell it. Even if it's two or three every month, being realistic with myself, that's what I'm gonna do. So mm. that is what I've been doing, which is very funny. And to be honest, I think I've done well with just my with just the hand registration. But I also understand that whatever skill sets you have or talent, you have to bring it into whatever profession you're into. Um, growing up, for example, mm-hmm. I was very good with art and I'm very good with color. I'm very good with fashion. So I'm very good being very creative. So so when I see things of color, it ignites something in my mind. When I read something on the news, it ignites something in my mind. When if I'm just reading, it will trigger something in my mind. So based on that, I will register a domain name, not speculation, but register based on the future. It could be five years from now, 10 years, 10 years from now. I'm okay with that. But I know that this bus that I'm that is about to go by is gonna take the next three streets. So I'm just gonna go and wait on that street over there for the bus to come. Gotcha. So that has been my strategy, and I think I've done very well. So I, I just move away from speculation, and I try to be realistic. And I try to keep a reasonable size of portfolio so that when it's time to renew them, I can afford to renew them. Now, once in a while, if there are names on sale, you know, or for discount for 99 cents, I'll probably get on board again. I'll try to get the best of the best from the pool of what is available and then try to sell it. And to be honest, I think I've done very, very well. Um, one of those domain names, which I think we discussed a few, few years back, was a domain name that I registered for $12.99. And I think you remember the story. And I sold it for like $50,000. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that <laughs> one. <laughs> I, 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 hey, how can one, how can one yeah. forget? <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so that has been the case. And I have done very well, even with the new extensions. Uh, that church I've done very well. Uh, that uh, stage I've done very well. That one I've done very well. That XYZ I've done very well. So again, having made millions. So so wait, so now you, you hit on something. You hit on a couple things there. So one is obviously for, for domain investors kind of, give a little context here. Um, Elliot mentioned using coupon codes. Now, obviously when, you know, when we came along coupon codes, Hey, that was the deal. You know, you could come in and you could, Hey, you could clean house um, and only spend, you know, shoot, man, a couple hundred dollars, but you could have thousands of domains, if not hundreds of domains uh, for sure. And so obviously those days are gone. I mean, still Epic, uh, I believe Epic.com, they they put out certain um, domain promo codes, but it used to be a, just a normal thing for us to be able to find, yeah. you know, even if you put in a, and start doing um, domain, you know, promo codes, it lists sites, retail me not, all these different sites that had different GoDaddy codes. GoDaddy has since no longer do, does that, um, as do some of the other registrars. But you did take advantage of those Absolutely. early on. Um, and so that is one thing that I, you know, that I, I hear domain investors from time to time say, Alvin, yeah, but y'all, y'all had an easy advantage. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. We <laughs> might have had an advantage. And I'll give them that. But I go, guess what? You you have more technology than what we had back then. That is correct. So there's your like if <laughs> I go if you want to say we had that egg of promo codes I say you have this egg of you know progress technology so a lot of people and again domain investors do it all the time dot com dot com dot com dot com dot com and that'll be the the little refrain that is saying like if you get into domain investing you should only invest in dot com now you basically pivoted from .com or not to say that you didn't exclusively go away from .com, but you added other extensions in. How did you determine what extensions you would go and uh, invest in? Excellent question. So I think when you are uh, those who are in the financial sector, you know, or if you have a, if you have a retirement account, they say, you know, always diversify. Don't put your egg in one basket. Just Diversify just a little bit. So, so I, I think about being, if I, if I can say this, being a believer. So I said to myself, you know, there are a lot of faith-based organizations on this on this planet. So, and and for example, churches identified by a church. Mm-hmm. And even in politics, when they say church, it can be mosque or synagogue or church itself. So in my mind, the church really is an extension that you that kind of like stand out that you know when they say church you know what they're talking about right and so i i took advantage of that and then i realized i listened to some of the great domain investors that came before us that single words are always better with the new extension for example reveal that church praise that church right that Mm. church instead of like christ church that church People forget, they get lost in translation. But if it's like one that church, word church, right? Is ministry that church, people will remember. All they have to remember is the dot in between. So I took advantage of that and I did very well. 
important for some of the best single word, again, having an insight scoop being, again, believer. So I what word people use in that community. So I went up to those words. So that was very helpful. So that's why I invested in that church. I did register a lot of that XYZ back in the days. It just didn't make any sense to me. So I let it expire. It just didn't make any sense, XYZ. And the reason why I was concerned was because, for example, Z is pronounced differently in different part of, part of this word, like in Europe, Africa, is Z. And that's the problem. So for that simple reason, I kind of like let it expire. I saw a few of them. And I just let the rest expire until it catch fire again. Then I kind of went back and I registered about again for 99 cents. Wow. And that's that's one of the things that, you know, leaves me scratching my head. It's kind of like uh, Swetha. So uh, I think it's like domain name gear or DN gear, I believe is her Twitter handle or something like that. Uh, but she has lit up the charts selling dot X, Y, Z. Now you bring up something that um, was interesting to me that I didn't even think about. I knew it, but again, I didn't think about it was the whole X, Y, Z. And that is something that you know, certainly kind of throws a, a wrench into to investing. But at the same time, like you said, I think you you safely navigated those waters by being able to, um, you know, invest in universal, but one word universals. Um, and that's something that I don't think that many domain investors or I put it this way, likely many likely is the case, many domain investors um, either discount that and go all the one words are already taken without actually going through the the action of registering and going to see are they actually taken it's just the assumption of uh it's already taken um and which i think Swetha, i think she went out and registered i think i read a report that said she had something like twenty thousand domains and in, in that she did for uh xyz i don't know that to be the truth but it was a report that i read and i'm like she uh, she took a risk um, right. in risking, you know, let's just say it was twenty thousand dollars, ninety nine cents a pop. I mean, over twenty thousand dollars of investment. And she's actually in five and six figure dot X, Y, Z sales. So I'm like, well, hey, to, to who much is given, <laughs> much is required. Much is required. Um, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's making the best of that. Um, now you bring up some very, very good, uh, good insight into how one should go about uh you know making that pivot if they will from from legacy domains to uh the new generation or or new gtlds as they are commonly referred to or new extensions as we know it now um that being said like let me ask you this has your background obviously you said that you're from nigeria so has that actually played a role in how you um, run and operate your business, what you will invest in, won't invest in. Does it give you a leg up? Has it hindered you? Like what's been that, what's been the results there? Well, that's an excellent question. So I think um, domain investors who live in the United States, if, if I may say this, I think domain, domain investors who live in the United States, you, you owe to yourself to travel outside of the United States. Yeah, this is, it's a great country. I love it. But there are life outside of the United States. 
Totally. So the more the more you travel, the more the, the more your global perspective get bigger. So to answer your question, so being from Nigeria, living in the US, being to several countries, it changes the way that I think. So for mm. example, I was I was in Germany in, in January, and almost at almost every billboard that I saw has a dominion with iPhone. <laughs> but investors in the U.S. will be quick to say, oh, yeah, don't, don't touch that stuff. But they were domaining where the words were together, still available, but the iPhone was taken. It doesn't right. make any sense. But, but that is the way the system are in Europe. So when you have an understanding of that, then it makes sense that, oh, okay, I should probably pick the best ones from that. So being from Nigeria, in a sense, uh, which, you know, because in Nigeria is the British English, you know, that's we train in school. That's mm-hmm. always there in you. It doesn't go away. So so when, when I'm reaching the domain name, so I, I put on this global hat and I think globally and right. I think like someone from Australia, think like an English guy or someone from Nigeria, think like someone from the United States. And I said, okay, huh, okay. So if all these people if they have to pick a domain name, what, what domain name would they all agree on? Hmm. Again, the first thing that I will always do is pick a spelling that is universally accepted. Uh, because once there are two spellings, well, that's already a problem. Right. Which means you have to buy both domain names. So I always go with spellings that is universally accepted. For example, gotcha. praise is spelled the same way everywhere on the planet voice is, is spelled the same way everywhere on the planet but color is not ah. <laughs> c-o-c-o-l-o-r in the u.s but c-o-l-o-u-r in europe and in africa hmm. same thing so, with the what is it organization i think uh, it's a, yeah with a z that is yep. correct yeah oh, some spell it with a z some spell it with an s yeah, the U.S. is, is a, uh, no, the Europe is S, so it's Africa. I think the U.S. is a Z. So, so I try to go with, with spellings or words that is universally accepted. Mm. And so that's what I do when I register my domain name because, yes, 70% of the market of .com is the United States. We know that. But how about the, the other 30% that mm. is not in the U.S.? Because I've sold domain names to churches or to, to people, I mean, to um, businesses in Australia. I have. Wow. So, so that's the way that I think. So I think globally when I'm trying to register a, a domain name. And if you ever follow my tweet, I'm always careful what I say and how I say it. Because when, what, what you think to be okay is offensive somewhere else. And yeah, so, so I try to be universal when I think and when I registered the main name. So that's what I do. It's interesting. And I think that that's what adds to the complexity of the domain market, right? Because you could be looking through, I know you likely look through um, expired auctions and I know I see names and I'm like, why are these names even <laughs> registered? And yet again, as the saying goes, one man's trash is another man's treasure. And it's all based upon culture it's all based upon um life experiences and so you know what you know so rather than try to be somebody else or be something that you're not 
literally stick with what you know while at the same time challenging yourself to grow beyond what you know absolutely so just just to add to what you just what you said like in europe or even even in nigeria to be more specific um sometimes the way they say stuff in english is actually the other way around <laughs> and so this is the reason why sometimes people will door say hey i just registered blah 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 on on twitter and then people start saying oh that's a stupid dominion blah, blah, blah. and i'm just cracking up because sometimes like in europe you may probably see hotelrock.com whereas in the u.s that doesn't even make any sense it should be right right, hotel, right? but whereas in in other places they write the way in their native language they write the way it sounds like in their native language, it's actually hotel rock, which again in America doesn't make any sense. And so you see people register the menu for example that said hotelrock.com. Like, what is he doing? It's to wow. be a rock hotel. But if you think globally, you say, oh, oh, yeah. he's probably from India, and India has like 1.3 billion people. Well, that's a lot of people. Okay, so his primary target. Is, is India, which makes so much sense because if you're a business in the US and India is like an emer, um, um, you know, emerging global market, so which means when you register even with .com for the India market, it can be rock church, it can be rockhotel.com, it has to be hotelrock.com because your primary target is only 1.3 billion people, right. not the United States. So you have to think globally when you register a domain name. And I think I talked about that in the book. You have to think globally when you register the domain name. You may say, oh, Orange, that's such a great name. And you say, okay, I'm going to register orange.com. Great. And then you try to break into Nigeria, which has the highest number of black population on the planet. And people said, orange.com, what a link is <laughs> What is that? Doesn't even make any sense. Because it doesn't. Right. And if your primary target is that market, you're going to have to register a different domain name just for that. So, so you have to think globally when you register a domain name. Because even businesses in, in the United States, if they have to grow beyond the geo, they have to like go to Europe or even Africa or China or India. And you have to like you know, register a domain name that kind of makes sense over there. So I kind of talk about this in the book, and I know folks who live in the U.S. won't even get it, but but if you live outside, I said, okay, I get what he's saying, and that right. makes more sense. So, but that is that's the advantage that you have either from somewhere else or if you travel a lot because you get to learn so much stuff. You know, I made a quick stop in Israel. So back in the days, I used to be very fluent in Hebrew, and everything is kind of backward the way they write, you know, because mm -hmm. uh, in, in Hebrew they say, you know, life starts from this and go this way. And whereas everywhere else said life goes from here to this. So right. you see that, right? It's, so it's like that. It's, it's backwards. So when you see most of the domain names, it's also backward. Yeah. Like Germans, for example, my sister said, like in Germany, when, when they pronounce what it's almost like, ah, oh, no, there's a space in between. And it makes so much sense why they have an in between words. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. So they have to reach the domain name that has an in between the words so that when they say it, 
Like, oh, oh, okay, it makes sense then. But to we who live in the U.S., it doesn't make any sense. And which is why you you likely can come across because I know I've seen it before. Um, you know, we we typically say, hey, it, it'll be a single use hyphen, but sometimes there's there's double, there's triple, three, <laughs> um, and, and and folks are fine with that. Folks are comfortable with that. Uh, that's that is a normal occurrence. Um, and they're they're you know traversing the internet or navigating the internet. So that is something that that you have to keep in mind. But it's also I look at that is something that me as a domain investor, while I don't necessarily feel comfortable investing in in those types of domains, that doesn't mean that there's not a domain market. There is, but there but you have to truly know it. Um, that being said, like what types of domains do you typically invest in? Obviously, for instance, um, a lot of people know me, know that one, I love developing domains. So often is the case, I'm a domain developer, I'm developing either geo-oriented domains um, or animal-related uh, domains. So like, do you, what types of domains do you typically invest in these days? So, so, so well, lately, I guess in the last, since covid um, so the domain name that I uh, invest in are, has to do with security. And when I mean security, I mean physical security services. Mm-hmm. So the domain name that has to do with uh, security, uh, domain name that has to do with health, that has something, let's say, for example, brandhealth.com or health, something so, but it has to do with health. And the reason why I do that is because um, a lot of people are retiring and there will be services needed for all these baby boomers, which is like, I think they said like a million, almost every year or every month, I'm not even sure. So this part retiring and there will be service needed for them. So I will register domain that in that effect, and I will also register domain that has to do with the cloud, that has cloud mm-hmm. in them. Um, I will register domain that, that has space in them, the word space, S-P-A-C-E, uh, for different reasons. Uh, if you enjoy design, space is a big word. Now, if you're into like traveling to space, space is a big word. Uh, if you're into like uh, even working with kids, space is a big word. So I will, I will register. I'm thinking about the future, not today, because things are always changing and progressing, but some things would never change. If I'm lucky enough to find a domain name that has a cyber, of course, I'll register it. If I find a domain that has, um, that has um, crypto, I might, but not Bitcoin. Everybody work, you know, to encrypt crypto. So I'll, if I find a domain name that has that, I will buy it. Um, lately, I also like domain name that has wallet to it. Has nothing to do with wallet as in Bitcoin. But just wallet is a word that people really use. It can be for retirement services. It can be for wallet as we know it, which is a universal word. Yeah. Um, that it can be a wallet that has to do with safety or security or exchange. And then, of course, wallet as in crypto. So yeah. if I find names that end with wallet, I'll buy it. Now, if I find a domain that says, for example, wallet something, and if it makes sense, I'll get it because again, thinking globally, as right. of the United States, some company may get it. They may be interested in that, so I'll do that as well. So those are some of the names that I invest in, and I'm very strategic in what I invest in. Um, because I want, I want to register the domain name that if I say it out loud, you know, I feel good about it. If I ask my computer to say it, like, I like the sound of it. Uh, because if it sounds good, if it sounds easy to say, more than likely, you will remember. Right. Like, for example, if, if your name was Johnson Brown, I probably won't remember. But Ivy Brown, of course, I will remember. So if it's <laughs> easy to remember, then I will, people will remember it. 
Yeah, definitely. And it's interesting that you mentioned wallet because I believe, matter of fact, I, we were on the same call. It was um, one of the Friday, uh, the main social calls that we were on and where, where they would have, I guess, oh, what did they call them? They didn't call them auctions because they were real particular right. about not calling mm-hmm. them auctions, yeah. but we were the on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I purchased uh, Atlas Wallet. Uh, wow. I want to say I purchased that thing from somebody from like $275 or something and had it on a buy it now. And I want to say like two weeks ago, it sold uh, for like 22. It might have been 2700, but uh, that's a good demand. And so it was on a buy it now. So I just woke up to the email from Dan, you know, basically yeah. saying that. And then I just saw something probably in the last couple of days here about how wallet names are um, starting to get snapped up. Like as of recent, um, I went looking for wallet names and there are quite a few that are out there, more than what I would probably be willing to to put put skin in on in terms of risk of going out just to start hand registering a bunch of wallet names. But there are quite, it's quite, I mean, the, the pickings are, um, you can get pretty choosy with it, um, starting with wallet and ending in wallet. Uh, so then tell me tell me a little bit about this. So then obviously you, you've been in the industry for 20 some odd years. You've been investing, making sales, buying names. So like what led you to write the book, Accidental Domain Investor? When I came to, when I came to the U.S. many, many, many years ago, for the first two years of my life, I was homeless. I live in shelter. Oh, wow. Yes, I live in shelter in New York City. The first night places. I actually slept in the park, yeah, of all places, in Harlem. Now, <laughs> in Harlem. Now, in Harlem. Now, if you, if you tell me 27, 28 years ago that, hey, Ellie, I'll give you a free apartment in Harlem, I'll say to you, you can keep it. I don't want it. <laughs> You can keep it. But as soon as Bill Clinton came to Harlem, it changes everything, which applies to demand. If I knew what I knew now back then, but back then, Harlem was like, yeah, it was just bad. You know what I said? <laughs> and I was just going to get out. I mean, people shoot up and you know, drugs and all kinds of crazy stuff. And then slowly, Bill Clinton you know, came in. And before you know it, you know, all my white brothers started coming in. And they came in and just buy up stuff. So, so when I when I wrote this book, so I, I so I wanted to like talk about my experience, you know, coming to the U.S. the first chapter, second chapter, and then looking for work because I have to pay the bills. Why stay? You know, I have to support myself. Why stay in the shelter? I got a job interview. I'm on a bus ride going to Spring Valley, upstate New York, and these two guys sitting in front of me talking about domain name. You know, forgive my French. The guy said. Hey, some pervert bought sex.com. And I'm like, I'm sorry, hold, hold on. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, he said he's trying to sell it to, you know, for $10 million. So, of course, I'm losing my mind because I'm broke. I don't have money. So, so I kind of like interrupted and said, uh, sir, I apologize. Did you say sex.com? And then he said, oh, are you into that stuff? I said, no, 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 no. The domain name itself. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and they, and they both started laughing. And he said, "Oh yeah, you know, we have this Yahoo group back in the days, 
And this guy was like just talking and he bought some domain name and then and they started talking about sex.com that somebody tried to sell it. And I said, oh, really? So what is the domain name? And so the guy was kind of, he kind of like explained, said, wait, the domain name is like, you know about yahoo.com? Yeah, something like that. And said, that's the domain name. Oh, and it's okay. I'll check it out when I get home. So of course, when I got home, so I actually went to check it out again, but it never, I was only curious because it said sex.com and the price of it, but not domain itself. So right. I said, oh, so when I got inside the ministry, so I said, oh, I can buy that org, you know, for, for, for the paid base, but it never crosses my mind about the .com. So that's how I learned about it. Now, on that same bus ride, two ladies were talking about eBay and say, you know, I bought something on eBay and, you know, the, and Lily said, man, you're going to take your money, you know, you won't get a product. She said, oh, I already received it. So, mm. so, so things were blowing up then, but just nobody really knew about it. And so, like the first year or, or second year of eBay, I was selling stuff on eBay, like making a lot of money. For example, I'll buy a used camera, a refurbished camera from Olympus, right? And I have it listed. And then when I when I when, they, when I sell it, I have them ship it to the guy. So I just know I actually have the have this have an inventory. But once I sell it, I'll have them ship it to them. And once you know. Once I sell it, I, and I did that for a long time. So, but that's how I started, you know, getting to the domain, just hearing these people talk about it, and I'll go home and read more about it. But again, it just never crossed my mind that, hey, this can be an industry where you can make money. And back in the day, sending also a lot of money to just spend on something that you have no idea if anybody will ever want it. That's a lot of money. And that was my biggest fear. What if nobody wants this stuff? I'm stuck yeah. with for two years, and then I have to pay another seventy dollars. Gee, you know, I just—that's <laughs> risky. I was, yeah, I was making fifty bucks a day. I can't afford to spend seventy bucks. So, but that—that that was just how naive I was. I only learned what I want to know. But if, if I wish, I wish your show or uh, domain show was available, now I would have known. Like, hey. This stuff can want a lot of money tomorrow or a year from now, but I just didn't know because none of these resources, to the best of my knowledge, was available. Yeah, and it, and and I'm fortunate, like I said, for for folks to be able to share because obviously in the industry, um, and you've run across folks that uh, at the same time, obviously we didn't have necessarily podcast or clubhouse, right? right? Uh, we didn't have right. certain technologies that are now more prevalent and and available today. Now, what what's What's interesting to me, though, um, about your journey in and of itself is more, you know, just along the lines of when I think about how you've kind of had this winding path, right, that has now led you to uh, write a book um, and share your own, you know, experience like in the book. Now, obviously, you know, when people hear podcasts like this and they hear people say, oh, I've made a lot of money. Are you giving examples um, of where you've made money with? Are you giving specific domains and what you purchased at and what you sold at? Um, are you giving those success stories as well as are you giving failure stories of, you know what? I wish I never would have bought $10,000 worth of domains and lost that money. Uh, like what's, you know, kind of in the book, um, if you don't mind sharing an example or two. Excellent. So uh, in the book, I I did not, well, I talked about some of my sales, but I didn't mention what I sold those domain names for. 
Mm. Uh, but here and there, I'll say, you know, I, when I sold this, and I sold this domain name, and I'll talk more about how I actually went about trying to sell it. So I talked about this stuff or where I sold those domain names. So I talked about that. And then I talk, also talked about my troubles being sued, you know, having to like, uh, you the, the RP. I mean, I was, I, I, right. seriously, I was. So um, uh, back in the days, about four or five, maybe six years ago, there about, so I sold a domain name, uh, that XYZ, two of them for like 500 bucks each. And, and the company that bought it was in Italy, Italy. And nah, I didn't know. So when they tried to buy more domain name from me, because it was kind of a match of their name, it was a word in my mind, it's an Italian word, that is a real word. I didn't know that they trademarked the word. I think it's uh, memorabilia. It means one or million in Italian. I didn't know. So I had that few that XYZ, and they bought, those, they bought two of them for 500 bucks each back then. And so, and when they made an offer for a few of the names that again have those kind of words, and I turned that offer down, the next thing, like a few months later, I got a big package from Swiss. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That wow. I was being sued. Merry Christmas. I, I, thank you. <laughs> and, and, and so, and, and I pulled the stuff away for a while, but I have to like respond. So I try to defend myself. But at the end, they say, hey, you need to hand over those domain names to those people. Out of my out of that, so I paid 12 bucks for it. So I handed over. So that was a hard lesson. So, yes, in the book, I did talk about my failure and also talk about my success. Now, I didn't talk about selling it for $75,000 or $5,000 or $10,000, yes, which I did, but I just believe we hear about this stuff all the time, you know. So, it's like bragging, oh, I saw one for like yeah, you sold one for like $75,000, but how many names do you have? You have like 3,000 domain names. You spend like 30000 every year to renew them. So I just felt like that's not what people want to hear. So I shared my story of like, hey, this is my failure. And then this is how I hustle to sell this domain mm. name in the beginning, how I send letters out to people, see if they're interested, make cold calls and, you know, walk into people's office and try to send, send them domain names. So I talked about all those stories. And I would give examples of like even draft of, of email that I send or even a call script that I have. Hey, this is Ellie or my conversation with people or how, how I overcame objections. When someone said, you know what, I'm not interested in this domain. I don't think we need it. And I'm, so, I'm, I'm responding, are you telling me that you don't need this domain name because it won't help you? Or are you telling mm -hmm. me you're doing okay without a domain? So, so I talked about how I overcame objections. So the book wasn't really written for those who've been selling millions of domain names, but it was written for those who are coming on board. That, okay, hey, avoid these potholes. Hey, be careful with trademark. Don't mess with them. And they right. fight you really hard. You know, don't do this. Hey, don't be afraid to call people. If you hit a roadblock, try this. So I wanted to like really help those who are coming on board and then secondly, I wanted to like also write this book for people who have zero idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> and it's so funny, a lot of people who bought the book, they said they've never heard about domain investing. Mm. And like, you know, what are you talking about? It's been around for like 30 years. They said, yeah, I've never heard about buying and selling domain. I've heard about GoDaddy and that's it. Epic, who was those people? After me? What is that? So I wanted to use this book to really uh, uh, 
ex bring exposure to the industry so that when anybody pick up this book, they can read this book and say, oh, so if I need to buy a domain name for my business, I can go to Afternic, right? Or I can go right. to, I can go beside Goldbound, they can go over there. Or like there's, 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 there is a, there's a chapter in the book where I talk about that 12 steps that when you register domain names, things to look out for. You know, the, for example, the, is it memorable? Is it short enough? Is it trademark? So there's a chapter where I talk about this stuff. And I think that would be very helpful, for example, for someone who have zero knowledge of a domain name. So when they try to buy your domain name and they start talking, say, hey, hold on a second. How did he even know about this stuff? Because he read the book. So he knows exactly right. <laughs> what to do when you start saying this name is worth $10,000. And in this way, okay, let me look at these 12 steps I already talked about. Look at the metal 12 step. I'm going to offer him $7,000 because he knows what he's talking about. So the book is both for newer domain investors and also for someone who has zero experience, but who might want to buy a domain name in the future from Dan.com or Brown Bucket or Squad App. Uh, so that is the book is generated for everybody. Now, older domain investors mm. might pick up one or two things from the book, but it's a story that really cracks you up in a way. It's like, why would he even do that? So that is the idea. So I did not get to specific book as someone for $100,000, $5,000, because to me, that can be deceptive. Well, you know what? Oh, I right. sold uh, voice.com for $4,000. I sold praise for $3,000. And you get all excited and then you max out your credit card. And then you want to blame me. Well, well he said I can make money. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but you didn't read the report. So I want to like, you know, hey, you can make money from this business, but there are challenges. But at right. the same time, but it's good to learn as somebody who has a business or it's good to learn uh, if you want to go into, into the industry. So that's what the book is all about. So it's both for newer domain investors and for entrepreneurs and for churches and nonprofit organizations. So you equip yourself with information. So when they want to negotiate with Ivan, you know, they know what they're talking about. Ellie's uh, book. Ah. Uh, now that may, that makes perfect sense. Now in in regards to some of the tools that you use now, obviously like Personally, for me, I tend to use .db.com in conjunction with like namebio.com. Now, of course, I don't do any outbound. Um, and so everything for me is all inbound. And I list most of my names, you know, using dan.com. So like what is typically your strategy or what tool sets do you find yourself using on a regular basis when you're buying and selling domains? Oh, excellent question. So let's talk about the easy part. Um, where do I have my name listed for sale? It's Dan.com, like everybody else. Um, and I just think that platform is simple mm. and it's easy to use. So I put all my domain listed there, maybe a few domain names. Um, I also have some domain names listed on Brown Bucket. At one point, I had about 160, then, no, long story, but they're all gone now, but I had new domain name there. Uh, so it's mostly down.com and I don't have my domain anywhere else. And I know some domain investors, they're against to go daddy buying at .com, but right. I'm glad they did uh, because now my name shows up in Afternic and also in GoDaddy. So I'm really glad they did. Um, the tools that I use when I do search, I use a uh, Wayback Machine. I use that almost all the time. I use Wayback mm. Machine. I use trademark247.com, you know, learn my lessons. So I want to make sure if I'm registering a domain name, there's no trademark on that domain name. 
So I use uh, so Wayback Machine, trademark 24-7. Uh, I use the uh, I said DB dot, I use that as well. Um, what else do I use? I use who is as well to see if the name was previously if it's registered, when was it registered? I'll use that. Um, I'll use GoDaddy sometimes just to see what is the value of the domain. It doesn't mean I have to agree with it. Um, I will use uh, domain index. Um, I'll use Exabot. I'll use Epic. Um, so of course I use the US uh, trademark services as well. Mm. I'll use Google Trend. Then I use regular Google to see if those words are on the news. Is it for right. a good reason or for bad reasons? I'll use a LinkedIn to see how many businesses you know, has that name or is registered under that name. Um, I will use Twitter as well to see if there's any Twitter handle, Twitter handles that has uh, that name. Um, so I'll use all the services. And then of course I'll see if the name are taken in other, other extensions outside of the United States. So those are some of the things that I will do for every domain name that I use. And then I'll use my computer voice, um, it's called Read Loud where it will pronounce the word, and I'll see if it can pronounce it. And oh. then I'll use even a brand bucket to see if there are words similar to what I'm about to register on their platform. Um, if there is, so this chance of they accepting the name is higher. So I use all this tool, and then I use common sense. Oh, my <laughs> is okay. Hey, does this thing even make any sense? If, if I'm about to register the domain name, I don't feel good about it, I won't touch it. I would mm. because in my mind, if I'm already worried about the domain name, then maybe I shouldn't touch it. Uh, and I'll stay away from domain name that's kind of like against what I believe in or what I stand right. for, you know, because of my belief. So there are some domain names that may be available. I, there's a good chance I make a lot of money, but I just feel like eh, it doesn't work it for me. So those right. domain names, I would not even touch it. And then I'll use what I call social, uh, I, I call it uh, social media test, where I ask myself, if I put this domain name inside Twitter, how will people react to this name? So it's not the radio test, so I call it a social test. If I put a name in Twitter or LinkedIn, how will, will they react saying this is a real bad word or this is a great word? So I'll do that. So I use all these tools to really help me decide if I want to register a domain name. But I just never really worry so much about what is estimate value for this domain name because like in my mind, a domain name is what, what me and the buyer agree the name is what. Right. You know, if a buyer said they're going to pay $4,000 for a domain name and estimate said it's worth you know, $5, $5 who am I to argue with argue the buyer that it's not worth you know, $4,000? So those are some of the things that I do. And I, <laughs> and I ask myself, okay, you know, if I register this domain name, am I willing to wait for 10 years? If the answer is no, I'm not, mm -hmm. then I wouldn't touch it. I would not even touch it. And then lastly, uh, I forgot exactly the name of the website, so I'll see if this name was ever black or listed. Uh -huh. And the reason I do that is because there was one time I was watching this commercial on TV and the domain name has to do with a baby product. Again, being a domain investor, I was curious. Yeah. So I, so I, I wrote the domain name down and I went, went into a um, Wayback Machine and I was surprised. 
That meaning being used to market baby product today. 16 years ago, it was an adult website. Oh, wow. Yes. Yes. So, oh, wow. so yeah, so wow. I'll look back and see how far a domain name is, you know, what was it used for in the past? Uh, because if it's really bad, that might be a problem for the yeah. next guy. So I'll think about this. And and I and as I, I look at a domain as an asset that hey, you know, if it's for example ivybrand.com, there will be only one ivybrand.com, and that's the end of the story. So I'll treat it like it's just one. And there's no other domain name just like that. So that's yeah. what I would do. And then lastly, since I mostly do hand registration, I can spend two or three hours and pick like 50 names. Then out of those 50 names, maybe I only plan to register only five of them. So out of those 50 names, I'll you know, like filter them down to like 10. And then I say, okay, fine. If this five domain name, will I be proud to talk about this domain name on, on Twitter? And if the answer is no, then I won't register it. <laughs> if I have to That's hide good. it from people, then I don't have to register it. But if I feel like, yeah, I can talk about this name. I don't care what you think, but I can talk about this name all day, then I will register it. So those are my secrets that I follow when I research the name. Now, you mentioned something in terms of putting together names, right, for hand registering. Like, how do you even make sense of that? of what goes together, what doesn't go together. Because um, obviously, I mean, there there are folks that are all the time that are, you know, creating hand reg lists and, and this, that, and the other. And sometimes it's misspells. And you, you, you qualified it a little bit in terms of your previous answer, but it all makes me think about just how do you originate that these two words or this given word um, is one that likely someone will invest in or two, they just make sense and flow off the tongue that good. Now, excellent question. So if I'm trying to pick a name for Brown Bucket, and so what I'll do is I'll make sure since all the four words are gone, they're gone, mm-hmm. they're gone forever. So, so I'll make sure if I'm trying to pick a domain name for Brown Bucket, so I'll make sure the length of the domain name is between five letters and seven letters. Mm. Because in my mind, once it's one of seven letters, it will be hard to pronounce, even if, even, mm. even if it's a made-up made up word. But if it's five, you can pronounce it, except if it's some crazy spelling. But otherwise, you can pronounce a five letter. So my, my role is, if the name is for brown bucket, it has to be between five letters. Again, all the four letters are gone. So it has to be between five letters and seven letters. Mm. And then I'll, again, I'll take that word and put that word in my word document and try to get read aloud to pronounce it. So if you pronounce it and it's exactly how I pronounce it, then we're good to go. Because why do I do that? Read aloud, Microsoft spent billions to develop that app. Right, read. right. Hey, why, why reinvent the wheel? So if, if he can pronounce it, then we're good. And so I'll put those words there and if you can pronounce it, then you know what? Hey, okay, that goes into my bucket. So for brand bucket, it's, it's five to seven letters. Now, if it's domain name that I plan to list on uh, Dan.com, for example, so I'll take two words that makes a, a lot of sense. So let me use your name as an example. I, I, I won't register Brown Ivan, except if it's going to be a movie that I may register. Like, you know what? That makes sense for a movie named Brown Ivan. But right. otherwise, if I plan to register for a product, I'll say, okay, Ivan Brown sounds like an artist, right? Sounds like a celebrity. Sounds like, so I'll, that's how my mind works. So I'll restart the domain based on 
how we pronounce it in America. For example, okay, uh, this card, my card, right? Real card. So I would never use the word, uh, for example, real water. It doesn't even make any sense if I say real water. No, maybe a bad register, you know, my water, right? So right. I use what I think, you know, it makes sense even to, you know, love this part. Our, our register domain name that I think makes sense to a six years old kid. Mm. If I say the domain name to a six years kid, they know exactly what it means because it makes sense. But if that's like, when is that? Then we, we really have a problem. Because gotcha. most, most of us, that's what we think. Doesn't mean we're not smart, but so I have to put myself in, in your shoes. If you pronounce this word, well, this won't make any sense to you. So it's not about me. It's about you. So that is the way I think when I put my list together. It's not about me. It's about what, what will you think about this list you're about to buy? So that's the way that I would think. Ah, uh, all right. So let's put this to the test then. And, yeah. and this is something that you could not have prepared for, didn't tell you about it in, in <laughs> advance. But as we were talking, I was like, all right, let's 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 just even, let's just try this live. Let's see how this works out. Um, because and I don't know the state of any of these domains. I'm just putting Correct. stuff together. Correct. Um, <laughs> so that being said, so when you hear something like bonusapple.com, like what is your first instinct? Is that yeah, I probably would register that, or no, I'd probably pass on it. I stay away because of Apple itself, you know. Ah, is it worth the fight? So right. I stay away. Yeah. Gotcha. What now, about if, it, if it's red apple? Oh, I will fight them in court because ah. they are red apples, green apple. I will fight them all day because they are real word that existed before they existed. So gotcha. I'll register it and I'll fight them all day. But gotcha. what, apple, yeah, I'll stay away. Yeah. What about uh garagestate.com? Garage stick, I say stick meat. Yeah, well, garage state. Oh, oh, you know, I actually saw that domain name like a couple of days ago, if I'm not mistaken. I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> Garage State, yes, I registered. Um, and the reason why I registered is because that sounds like a good name for someone who's a fanatic when it comes to sports. Mm. And the garage is not just limited to fixing cars, it can also represent like a car. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, during games where people, um, what is it called again? When you um, go to a game and people stay in the parking parking lot and and they drink beer all day. Uh, Tailgate. Target. So it reminds me of Target. So so Garage State. Yeah, I register it. Uh, I think it's a good name, and I think it's also a good name for uh, a software. So mm. yes, and it's easy to remember. Garage State, and it's positive. So, yes, I register it. What about green? Now we're, you know, so those were two, two word dot com domains. What about three words? So something like green modular building dot com. Green um, modular building dot com. No, I won't touch it um, because green modular. At the time I get to a building, I already forgot what the second word was. So yeah, I won't talk to you. <laughs> That's good. What about badboymotorcycles.com? Yes, I'll take that because bad boy can be two word or can be a single word. So bad boy motorcycle 
Yes. I'll what about uh okay, so I'm gonna take you back to a two-word hoopla snacks.com. Hoopla snacks. If I can spell it, then I won't touch it. So I can't even spell that word. Now, now, yeah, I can't, I can't spell it. If I can't All right, spell it, so I will touch it. I'm gonna go back, I'm gonna go back on your play of brown. So okay. this next one is a three-word brown pelican insurance.com. Yes, I'll take it. Uh, because Pelican, everybody knows what that is. So brown color is easy. So if you say brown pelican, so people will remember. And mm. just to add insurance. So yes, I'll remember. If, if it's if it sounds like a song or a story, you will remember. Gotcha. Gotcha. What about uh IQtwist.com? Um, I don't like the word in between the twist, even though it's positive, but it can also be negative. So but that's mm. the reason I won't touch it. Gotcha. What about um, aerobicsforum.com? Yeah, all day. I mean, now we won't have to think about it. <laughs> what about, about it. Uh, let's see here. There's a, Here's a three word. Socialmediafeeder.com. Social media feeder, because social media is almost like a one word, even it's two words. So people will remember that. Then feeder. That's a blog, possibly a blog, not a business. Huh. Um, I, I'll register for the sake of registry because there might be someone, there might be a business that actually help promote your business on social media or that help bring different social media into one platform where you don't have to be all over the place. So yes, mm-hmm. I'll register that domain. Now, would that name sell for a lot of money? I don't know, but it may sell for $20,000 in 10 years' time because mm. that might be a thing 20 years from now. So if I'm right. willing to wait, yes. Yeah. Interesting. So last one here, lunchboxgarden.com. Yeah, lunchbox sounds great, but garden is almost like uh, it's hard to remember. If it's my, my lunchbox, you know, this lunchbox, I remember. But garden at the end, just... You remember the first two words, but you won't remember the last word. Like, was, mm. it, was it guide or guard? What did it say again? Yeah. So if you have to ask questions, then you won't remember what it is. Gotcha. Actually, I changed my mind. One more. <laughs> NYPizzaGrill.com. NYPizzaGrill.com. Yes, I'll take it. Because if you live in New York, most people prefer NY instead of New York Pizza Grill. So don't prefer that NY. So I'll take that domain. Now, to those who live outside of New York, it won't make any sense to them. But if you live there, it just makes sense. Now, so then, for NYC, yeah, but when you say New York, people who live in New York City know you're talking about New York City, not New York State. So when you say yeah. NY, in your mind, we say New York, not New York as a state. It's like New York City. That's what we refer to. So, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, see, I thought I and that's you mentioned it because I was sitting there wondering. I was like, okay, nypizzagrill.com or would I take pizzagrillny.com or is it nyc pizzagrill.com or is it pizzagrillnyc.com? Like, which is it? (laughs) And why, why, why is that? I think, I think for for lack of better word, the best way I can explain it is that, um, like state, right? State, mm-hmm. it's almost like family. When you pick family, it's always your mom before you see your dad, right? And when you 
pick domain name that has to do with state is or city. It's always it's always the city first before this before wherever the world is. If you live in the United States. Now, if you live somewhere else, that might be something different. So, mm. like Boston Pizza, New York Pizza, Charlotte Pizza, uh, Texas Pizza. So it's always the word first before you know the the pizza at the end of it. Um, so uh, Texas Children, Texas Hospital. You won't say Hospital Texas. It wouldn't even make any sense. So right. It's now if, if it's a concert, it means okay, concert. Uh, Texas, right? Because you couldn't find Texas concerts. <laughs> right, right, right. At the end of it. Um, so it will always be the city before the word that you try to promote. Um, now, if it has to do with tar- uh, t- uh, tourism, it has to be wherever the word is before the state. Visit New York. Mind mm. New York. I love New York. It can't be New York I love. It has to be the word before <laughs> New York. So if it's tourism, then yes. Uh, but if it's the event, it's the state before that. If it's the product, it's the state before the, the name of the product. Well, that that concludes our time. But before we conclude the show, I definitely want to wrap up here with a couple of questions. And so one of those would be knowing all that you know and have experienced over the last nearly 25 years in the domain industry. Like, what would your advice be? Uh, to someone who is entering in, whether that be a domain buyer, domain seller, domain investor, domain developer, like what would your advice be to them um, before they just kind of dive in starting to spend money? What would that advice, what would your personal advice be? Excellent question. So the first thing I'll say to a buyer or an investor or a developer is, are you willing to wait? Are you willing to wait 10 years before you mm. can make a sale or before you become successful? And if the answer is, uh, yeah, I can't really wait, then this might be the wrong industry for you. Now, for a buyer, my advice to them is your business, do you plan to be around for a long time? Your business, does your business represent BMW to you or does it represent Neon? backing this car to you. If the answer <laughs> is represent BMW, then be willing to spend the money. Because BMW, for example, they developed their car into the future, seven years ahead of everybody else. So if your business is BMW, so then be willing to spend that money to get that domain name that represents the BMW that your business is. Now, if you can't afford it, then maybe you should do a rent to own or lease mm. to own or payment plan, but go ahead and invest the money because your business is a Mercedes-Benz, it's a BMW, it's a German car, it's not an American car. So that's what I would advise. Now, for those who are going to domain business, let's say today, my question is, are you willing to lose the money? Mm. If you say, well, I just want to make a quick buck. Yeah, but are you willing to lose the money? Because there's a higher chance you won't make any money. <laughs> there's a very good chance you won't make any money. And if the answer is like, yes, Ellie, um, you know what? If it takes five years, so be it. Hey, welcome on board. Because so this way, if for the first few years you don't make any money, you will not be disappointed. Right. And then lastly, lastly, then I said, do not invest something you are not willing to lose. Mm. Because that credit card bills, somebody has to pay at the end of the month. <laughs> and those domain names, you go, you go crazy and restart ten thousand domain names. 
oh, that's about $20,000 you have to spend at the end of the year. Right. Is this it, really worth it? And if the answer is it doesn't, then don't do it. Start with only five, something you complain about, but you can afford it. Or if you must, start with 10 and then try to sell one first to cover the renewal for the other ones for the next few years until you and, sell them. And, and stay away from the online forums and Twitter and everything in between until you sell that one. But be there for the entertainment. You know, yeah. it's like it's like you going to it's like you going to a church and you say, Man, I can't wait to hear the pastor preach. And so because you don't you didn't have your thoughts all formed, so wherever he said, you get excited. But if you already have your opinion or you already you already have a PhD in theology, so when the guy starts preaching, you say, What is he even talking about? Because you've already formed your opinion about something. But if you're just open-minded, you just get excited. Whatever he says, you just jump and say, hallelujah, all the time. <laughs> so I think the same rules apply. So if you go to the internet as a blank slate, and then you just learn, doesn't mean you have to agree. But if you think you're an expert, so regardless of what anybody says, you just don't want to hear it because you think you, you know everything. So that would be my, my advice. Now, if you don't mind, if I you know, give it a quick shout out to my book, um, a couple of days ago, I was in Clubhouse, which I was really, really happy that I did, you know, even though I've heard about them before, but I was happy I was actually there uh, because the first time I heard about Clubhouse was when the, that club was crazy, speculation, people were selling for like $10,000, $3,000, was, it was ridiculous, but, but now they've all go away, those people, speculators. So I went to two days ago. And, and I really enjoyed it. And so they asked me, say, so Ellie, if I need to get your book, where should I go? And I said, well, it's accidentaldomaininvestor.com. I said, yeah, that's a mouthful. <laughs> it's hard to remember. And if I give you the link to, to Amazon, you probably won't find it. So just go ahead and type in mydomaininvestor.com. Ah. And it takes you there. See what I was saying earlier? Mydomaininvestor.com. Yeah, you'll remember the day. And that will take you to the book. And you can, um, I think it's a good read. Um, you feel bad for me, also be happy for me. But you'll learn so much stuff and you will avoid my mistake. I think it's a good read, if, you, if I'll be honest. Um, now, hopefully the next book, I'm going to focus on marketing. You know, uh, some people give me feedback. You didn't talk much about marketing. And I say, I know. I can't, I can't be an expert if I didn't introduce who I was first. You know, mm. I need to tell you who I am. That's good. My mistake, my success. And then so when I start giving you advice, you say, oh, yeah, you know what he's talking about. He started just talking. So I say, yeah, the next book will be about marketing, selling your domain names, which I think is, is great. Um, I've done some uh, outbound marketing. It's fun. It's challenging. Uh, but what prepared me for that was that I used to work on online school and where you have a target every week. <laughs> you have to send people up every, at least 10 students every week. You don't have a choice but to call. <laughs> and that really prepared me for, I talked to anybody on the phone. The worst, the worst you do is curse me out and hang up. And I'll get excited. I'll call, I'll call the next guy. Oh, somebody, <laughs> will, somebody will go to school. Somebody will buy a domain. So it has been a good experience uh, uh, for me. Now, that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, definitely visit mydomaininvestor.com and pick up uh, uh, Ellie's book there. And so last but not least, like if there's anybody that's out there and they're like, man, I really want to get in contact with you, talk with you or follow you, like how can they get in contact with you either directly or via social media? 
Um, the best way to reach me is uh, through uh, Twitter. So my handle, my handle is um, Ellie, which is E-L-I-E 360. It used to be my first and last name. Again, people have a hard time. So it's Ellie 360, E-L-I-E 360. Gotcha. E-L-I-E 360. If you know how to spell, you can spell it. Capital E, the letter, I mean, the word lie. And then 360. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's uh, telling you the truth, though. He's not lying yeah. to you. He's telling you the truth. <laughs> so um, it, it, yeah, it's, it's been a great journey. And I have been um, successful in domain investing. And when I mean successful, uh, for the last five years, I've been in, a, in the black. And that's the thing, awesome. folks. Those who live in Africa means that I've been profitable, you know, right. black. Um, they were like, no, nah, man, you've been black your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> so being a black man, that, you know, it means that I've been doing okay. Um, and I, I continually, you know, revise or update my style. Uh, I just, before, I never believed in a uh, uh, name to liquidate your domain name. Mm-hmm. But, but I do that a lot. And mm-hmm. I make a lot of money from to yeah. liquidate my name. But and it probably helps you to uh, upgrade, right? I mean, because you liquidate, and then you're Absolutely. able to up- upgrade for probably better Absolutely. domains that sell faster and for I'll more. What, yeah, I'll tell you what happened recently, um, about four months ago. So I picked a domain name from deleted domain name, and the domain name was evangelist.net. And so, and I don't even know why, but I listed that domain name on epic, you know, named liquidate.com. And I think somebody picked up that domain for, it was like 69 or 70. And it took forever to get paid because different different registrar. Right. But, but after they took their piece, I was able to take that $50 and buy five good domain names. And one of them was Mr. That's M-I-S-T-E-R, MrNetwork.com. Sorry, wow. sorry, sorry. Mr. Notebook. Mr. Ah, Notebook. Mr. Notebook. Com. There is a notebook.com, samplecustomer.com, and a few other names. So I was able to buy five names from selling that, the .net, but now I have like five.com, which more than likely, two of them will sell probably for like $2,000 $2, a piece. So, yeah. So so that's what I, what I do. Well, definitely. Well, Ellie, man, we certainly appreciate you. And so with that, we're out of time. So thank you again for joining us today and uh, sharing your domain investing journey. Thank you so much. And you have a great, uh, great day. And thank you listeners for tuning in to Kickstart Commerce, where we share search marketing and domain name strategies to help grow your business. Please subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or Podbean. Last but not least, please visit kickstartcommerce.com to subscribe to the newsletter sharing tips and tricks about the disciplines of digital strategy. Thanks, and that's all for now.